Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, 2022 has and continues to be a massive year for fans of Kiwi sport. We had the Winter Olympics, of course. We've had World Cups uh, galore already and coming up. And amongst all of that, of course, is a very important appointment in Birmingham. It's the Commonwealth Games set to begin in July and just 99 days away until they commence. Uh, It's not long really when you start to uh, look at all the international competition left for those eyeing up a spot on the New Zealand team. And joining us now on uh, SENZ in the mornings is Chef de Mission Nigel Avery. Of course Nigel Avery has a great background in Commonwealth Games and Olympics. Two Commonwealth Golds, uh, one silver of course uh, and appearance at the Olympic Games. So, Nigel, uh, good morning to you. Uh, thanks very much uh, for joining us this morning. Yeah, good morning, Ian. It's a pleasure. Uh, look, hey, uh, I imagine Thursday, 28th of July, has been on your calendar for a while, and it's got a big ring around it, and it's not too far away, mate. It's sneaking up on us quite quickly, it is, yeah. As, as the early part of the year always does in New Zealand, you sort of come back from holidays and all of a sudden the next minute you're kind of looking at a third of the year has gone or a quarter and, uh, and we're staring down, as you say, 99 days you know, to the opening ceremony. So it's, uh, there's plenty to do. Nigel, your last visit, of course, uh, to a Commonwealth Games um, in, the, in the UK was a really successful one. Two golds and a silver. Uh, good memories. Oh, extremely good, fond memories. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it was the end of my career, and um, yeah, to, to go out like that was uh, was, was pretty amazing. Um, you know, Commonwealth Games mean a lot to New Zealand, and uh, although you know the standard in, in many events is maybe not as high as you know World Champs or, or Olympic Games, they certainly are, and in, in, in many as well. And uh, and I think you know New Zealanders are proud to see um, our athletes performing with distinction and and, and pride, and. Um, just an amazing opportunity for me personally now to sort of give back to that and, and help others um, you know, try and achieve their goals and dreams. Well, you were appointed late last year, Nigel. Um, can you just briefly sum up the role for us, what your expectations are of you in that role as, as, as pertains to the event? Yeah, I guess I'm the I guess the, the figurehead, the team leader. Um, so I'm, I'm the spokesperson for the team. If, if things go you know really well, it's it's all on the athletes and what they've done. If, if they go badly, I'm in the gun, as it were. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a I'm a cheerleader for the team. You know, we've got um, you know building on what um, what Rob and others have done. Uh, the team in Aki um, uh, is very very strong, and you know, so one of my key roles is to make sure that carries on and, and to grow that, that feeling of positivity within the team. Um, and, and basically, you know, 
sort of help and assist um, as much as, as I can um, the wider support group uh, to make sure that you know, we provide an amazing environment for the athletes to, uh, to be in, in in Birmingham. How many athletes are you envisaging at this stage? Of the, have you got a sort of a ballpark figure? Yeah, we do have a ballpark. It's going to be sort of around sort of, sort of 230, 240. Obviously, there's, there's um, uh, you know, selection and qualification still going on and, and we'll do right up you know, almost into the eleventh hour, sort of, um, sort of into June, when the, the sort of the larger team sports um, are finalised. So, you know, sort of rugby, hockey, nipple, uh, and between now and then, there's there's kind of an avalanche of of, of sports that are, you know, have their nomination criteria dates. Uh, they'll come up and uh, they'll put forward their teams to the NZOC selectors. Um, so we expect a team size of you know, in total, you know, around that 400 mark. So there's a lot of you know support that goes in behind. Each of the you know the national sporting organisations, um, the you know coaching administration, um, you know things like you know bike mechanics and you know doctors and medical and, and whatnot, and then the, the team itself provides uh, another layer of support over the top of that. So that's you know ranging from from the health you know services, massage, physio, you know doctor, psychology, um, athlete services, which is you know getting the sort of the more recently retired athletes to sort of um, mentor the the current crop. Um, and then, and I guess the NZOC uh, team uh, with their communications and um, and athlete services are you know very very important as well. How many sports, Nigel, will feature New Zealand uh, participants? Uh, we're looking at, at twenty one sports. Um, unfortunately, table tennis could have been the twenty second, but due to you know the unavailability of of uh, being able to travel for them to actually you know meet um, other. Com- uh, you know, competitors um, in competitions, they just couldn't couldn't meet the um, the criteria that they'd agreed with the NZOC. So they've, they've decided and elected to withdraw, which is a shame. But, um, you know, really importantly, the um, uh, women's cricket um, is, is the first time um, in there, which is very exciting. And, um, you know, 21 sports out of the program is, uh, is a very strong representation from, you know, what would be probably our second largest team going to a Commonwealth Games after the largest would have been um, over in the Gold Coast four years ago. So logistically, uh, when I, I look at a team like that, I mean, I've been away in, in teams where a manager has had pulled his hair at that time looking after 13, 14 people. So that amount of people, what kind of team uh, do you have under you? I mean, do you... Do you um, do you, do you sort of say delegate it out to the individual sports to make those uh, travel arrangements and things like that, or or do you oversee that? And and how many people un, under you as such? Yeah, so the NZOC has got a, a permanent um, roster of um, of staff members that basically do all the all the logistical um, you know lead work and heavy lifting. And so there's a there's a core group of sort of you know half a dozen or so that specifically focus on games preparation and games time, so ranging from logistics of um, you know, filling containers to go sea freight, you know, with all the you know, strength and conditioning equipment, all the massage tables, all that extra extra bits and pieces that you don't want to carry on, um, or check in the hold of the plane, um, that that goes early. So all those logistics. And then logistics of transportation, um, getting people there um, in the right time. So that that's all um, run through the NZOC and liaising with um, you know, counterparts at each each of the sports, but as far as you know, the day to day you know management, there you know clearly on the ground we're we're um, you know running around 
organising stuff, but there's a lot of um, yeah, expectation on behalf of sports as well for their management to um, you know to, to join us and, and making sure things run smoothly. So it's a combined approach. Nigel, we're just so used to in the last two or three years looking at world events, those ones that have been able to go ahead, governed by pretty strict COVID protocols, masks, etc. You know, not not a great deal of mixing in villages, and that we've sort of become used to that kind of lifestyle. How free, and I, I use that word in inverted commas, how free do you envisage the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham are going to be? Yeah, it's a it's a good question, and um, the having meetings, um, the meetings with organisers and with a small delegation that went up um, a few weeks ago. You know, they are taking COVID very seriously, and I guess the the challenge is going to be it's in an environment where the UK is is free of pretty much all restrictions. It's it's a it's back to normal as it were, whereas um, you've got situations where there's teams arriving from around the Commonwealth, which perhaps may have not had the same you know, vaccination protocols or availability of, of vaccines. Um, and so potentially they, they will arrive into the village. Um, everybody has to do a test. You've got to test negative. Um, but you know, maybe they're not as protected as, say, we are. And so the challenge for us is making sure that, you know, obviously, we respect those other athletes and teams. But the biggest challenge is making sure people can get to the start line, as it were, because if um, an athlete does test positive, they will be put into isolation for a period at the moment, are they saying, of seven days. So for most sports, that's pretty much curtains. You know, you come out after seven days and you know, I guess, you know, you, potentially your event's happened. Um, and if it hasn't, then you're not going to be in great shape um, after sitting in a, in a hotel room for seven days. So it, it's going to be a real challenge and we're kind of looking at that at the moment. Um, the organising committee will come out with their, I guess, their roadmap of, of what their final COVID um, plan is in May, and uh, once we see that, we'll be able to overlay what you know what we want to do. But you know, the challenge for us is making sure every New Zealand athlete can get to that start line in good shape, healthy, um, and clearly they can't do it if they if they have tested positive. For the bulk of people looking on at things like Commonwealth Games and Olympic Games, the currency basically is either gold, silver, or bronze, and that's how we we tend to uh, review a campaign and look at the overall success. What about you um, in this role? Yeah, that, that's a really good question as well. And um, you know, perhaps if you'd asked me that, you know, prior to getting it, I would have, I would have said, yeah, that's what it's all about, gold, silver, bronze. But at the same time, you know, I will look back on my um, experiences at, at games, and you know, clearly at Commonwealth, I did achieve those podium moments. But if you asked me what my best result and most memorable, it would have been at the Sydney Olympics, where on the day I finished 18th. Um, eventually promoted to 17th because the bronze medalist um, had a few more extra sprinkles on his cornflakes than than, than was allowable. <laughs> and uh, and but for me, you know, I, I achieved all personal best. I could not have done any better. And and so any athlete that can do their best on a in an environment like this, which is different from competing at home or locally, um, you know, for me that's you know that's that's their achievement. And and um, you know, I recognise them for that. So. It's it's more than standing on the podium. It's 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 absolutely doing your best um, because no one can ask for more than that. Nigel, uh, one of the I think victories before it's even started is uh, for the athletes in particular. Uh, it's going to be atmosphere. Uh, it looks like you know a lot of these venues will be chocker. 
Um, the, the athletes uh, who have missed out on atmosphere uh, in the in the Olympic Games, the Winter Olympic Games, are actually going to get some live uh, appreciation of what they do. I think that's going to be one of the highlights, isn't it? Oh, look, I, I think certainly will. And 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 people in, in the United Kingdom, they they love sport. They they truly love sport. And so, you know, some games, you know. You know, rent a crowd is sort of bust in to fill stadium. Where these are legitimate fans, and you're quite right. It will be incredible atmospheres, um, particularly if you're a, uh, an English competitor. But uh, they will obviously get the loudest cheers. But so our goal is to try and um, endear uh, the New Zealand team uh, to the English public. So uh, we're not far behind. Okay, uh, let's look at uh, some of the, uh, the sports. Of course, you'll have a vested interest. In the weightlifting side of things, what is our current state of weightlifting in this country? Looking perhaps at prospects. Well, I mean, compared to when I was, um, you know, throwing bars around, um, it's been extremely, Dave. It's um, unbelievable um, as comparison, just night and day. The number of competitors, the number of um, administrators putting their hands up to, you know, to to help out and, and, and grow the sport. Um, and you can see some of that coming through in its talent, and, and clearly, you know, David Leite, um is, is driving that. Um, incredible athlete. Um, I remember Tina Ball, his coach, sent me a, a video of him as a as quite a, a youngster, and I looked, oh my God, he's going to be the best New Zealand wrestler will ever produce, and that's what's turned out to be. He's a, he's a man mountain, and uh, and he's on a bit of a mission, so um, he's going to be exciting to watch. What sport, uh, perhaps, would you have you got one individual one which you're really looking forward to? Um, I haven't really stopped to think about that too much. Um, I'm kind of, um, kind of my lens is quite broad. I'm looking at, at everything, but um, mm. I, I guess I'll be in a pretty um, amazing position to to have a, a bit of a free run of what I can go and and watch and who I support, um, and I suppose I'll be. Spring myself um, as, as much around as I can, but it's like it's like again, the first time you see a, a sport up and live, you you really really get a chance to appreciate it and um, and really value the, the efforts that people put in. I remember you know watching you know the Black Six play for the first time live, and was in Manchester after I'd finished and went to watch um, play the I think it was the females playing um, the women's playing England. And I just could not believe how much they ran. And they ran and ran and ran. I thought, oh my God, these, these people are so supremely fit. But it was only by going to watch it that I actually got a chance to appreciate it more. And so I guess I'm, you know, to answer your question, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, to seeing more sports up live that I haven't had a chance to in the past. Um, uh, an interesting question to ask me afterwards. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, which one you enjoyed the most? Uh, the, the one yeah. that, uh, where there was gold hanging around the neck. Just finally... Um, uh, and it's come to the fore of lot late, and, and you will have noticed this, and particularly in your role now, uh, for for a lot of uh, athletes, this is the pinnacle of their life, their, their sporting life, uh, and, and that, with that comes success or failure. And we have this increasing um, subject, uh, I guess it's fair to say, the mental health and well-being of athletes being at the forefront of conversation today. I mean, uh, it, you'd have to be um, pretty naive not to notice it in sports places these days, so... Uh, is, is, is that something you've had to focus on as well? Um, you know, failure, uh, success, failure, FOMO, the fear of missing out, etc. those things? Yeah, it is. And um, it's something that we're, we're talking about as a group. Um, that's a lot of effort, you know, goes in advance of these, these big meets. You know, um, you know, years before them, 
you know, there's lots of activity happening um, and all the planning and obviously delivery at games time. There's a there's huge amounts of um, effort put in there and there's, there's songs and dances and, and celebrations and, and whatnot. And I think probably what we're not so good at is post-event and um, just making sure people are okay. And whether, that, whether that's, they've come off a win or maybe not a win. Um, and it's, it's certainly become more apparent that, and, and, and I think you ask any recent retired athlete uh, or any athlete that's retired that you do go through a bit of a, a struggling patch when you sort of stop competing, um, whether you've been at the top of your field or, or not. And so I, I think the main important thing is that people are realising that that's a real thing. And um, we, you know, we're going to hopefully put in place some steps that you know we can connect with athletes after the event just to check in to make sure you know they are going all right because at the end of the day it, it is a big thing it means a lot to athletes um but it, it shouldn't define them as people it's just something that they're doing they're very good at clearly but um it's not what um it's not the be all and end all and so we're just going to make sure that athletes have got that there's something else in their life that is, is value to them and others and it's not just the sporting thing Nigel, sounds sounds as if you've got things uh, pretty much under control, and uh, we wish you all the best for your uh, first endeavour as our chef de mission. It's going to be an exciting time. Um, I know that uh, you're going to be very busy throughout, but we'd love a chance to catch up with you at some stage going forward, and uh, hope for the rest of the preparations go well. Thanks for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Ian. Appreciate it too. Yeah, cheers. Nigel Avery there. He has our chef de mission for Birmingham. Uh, and that is coming up in 99 days' time. Some of those athletes will be getting mighty excited, and why wouldn't they be? When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.